This is the Wife Wisdom Podcast with Christy Little Jones of MrsChristyJones.com, episode number 43. For the month of June, I am interviewing four of my favorite men about leadership, love, life, and legacy. Today is episode number four in the series, and I am interviewing my brother, Mark. We are talking all about spiritual covering and leadership in marriage. Up next on the Wife Wisdom Podcast. Welcome to the Wife Wisdom Podcast. I'm your host, Christy Little Jones. I'm a relationship coach, a marriage and family champion, and the chief cheerleader for women all over the world. The Wife Wisdom Podcast is a real conversation designed to help you cultivate the heart of a wife. If you are single and desire to be married, if you are newly married and want to thrive as a wife, or if you are a seasoned wife and just need a little encouragement staying a wife, you are in the right place. If you are new to our podcast, woohoo! Welcome to the family. I am thrilled that you are here. And if you are already a part of my tribe and you don't already know, I love and appreciate you. I am really excited about my guest today. He is a lawyer, an author, an ordained pastor, and community builder. He provides oversight to No Longer Bound, which is an abortion miscarriage recovery ministry, which creates a safe place for spiritual healing and deliverance through Jesus Christ to women and men who have been emotionally wounded by abortion and miscarriage. He is my brother. And I'm so excited that he is going to share with you today just a little bit of insight about spiritual covering and leadership in marriage. So please help me welcome my brother to the show, Mr. Mark Little. Welcome, brother. I'm so excited that you have joined us on the Wife Wisdom Podcast. This month, I'm actually talking to four of my favorite men about all things having to do with being a man, a husband, and a father. And so this topic, um, the topic I want to you to focus on specifically is on spiritual leadership as a man, a husband, and a father. So welcome to the show. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you, Christy. It's so good to be with you and so glad yes. that you uh, you provide this podcast for your listeners. This is a good work. Oh, thank you, brother. Thank you. You have so much wisdom to offer. And, you know, I've, I really admire your spiritual leadership so much, not only as my brother, but just as a man, a man of God, a man who knows how to lead his family, knows how to lead his wife. You've been married for a really long time. How many years now? 20? Is it 30 We've yet? been married since 1994, but we've been together since 1985. You can do the math. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That's a long time. Wow. And you just, 25, years, 25 years. 25 wow. years in September. 25 years. 25 married. years. Married. That is so beautiful. And I just love the way you not only lead Tigra, but Yacob as a father. And just would love to, one, start off with the question, what is spiritual leadership? Well, 
Um, that is a very big question. Uh, <laughs> I want to first, Chris, start off by, by thanking you for uh, esteeming me and affirming me and what you have witnessed. Um, uh, I don't always get it right, and, and I don't want people to think that uh, I think that I'm a perfect husband or father <laughs> because I'm far I'm very, very far from it, so I, I need for that to be the, the starting point, number one. And, and then number two, I also want to say as a caveat that, you know, there, there's not one specific way to be a good husband or to be a good father. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of models and a lot of ways to do it. So I can share uh, with you uh, my experience and what has worked for me um, but mm -hmm. it, life isn't isn't a cookie cutter, and so I don't I don't want to lead you or, or anyone uh, yeah. astray by suggesting that uh, it, what worked for me will work for you. It, it's not necessarily mm -hmm. the case. But but mm -hmm. your your first question I, so I think is, is a really is, is a good one, uh, and um, I'll, I'll start off by saying uh, what most people don't do well. And it's a starting place, I think, for everyone, whether you're a mom or a dad, uh, is that you, you have to have a disciplined uh, spiritual life. Mm -hmm. uh, so what does that mean? Um, be, before you can pour into somebody else, you, you have to have a cup that's full. Mm -hmm. And so uh, you have to have a, a disciplined time with the Lord, whether that is a reading and a devotion in the morning, whether it is uh, 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 systematically reading the word, uh, uh, whether it is having your own uh, prayer time beyond reading and devotion, whatever, whatever that is, we all have busy lives. Uh, we all seem to not prioritize uh, time with the Lord, but it is, it is absolutely important um, because it, it builds your own spiritual muscles, number one. Number two, if you're doing it, you're providing the model for your wife to see. And number three, mm -hmm. if you're doing it, you're providing a model for your children to see. So right. first and foremost, uh, you have to have your own uh, spiritual life in order. And that, that doesn't mean perfection. Uh, uh, it, do, it doesn't mean that uh, you're a monk or a priest, and by the way, Plenty of them have fallen by the wayside publicly, so yeah. they're, not yeah. they're not necessarily the best <laughs> model either. But right. I'm just telling you that the basics, the basics are having your own spiritual discipline so that you mm -hmm. have a cup that has enough in it that you can pour out and share with your family. Wow, that's so good. And so how, you know, some guys don't even know where to begin for how to be yeah. disciplined, how to, you know, what that even looks like. Can you talk a little bit about that? Oh, absolutely. And you're right. You know, I, I mentor a lot of uh, young and older men, and mm -hmm. it is a common, it's a common challenge. And it's a common challenge because most people make it too deep. Mm. Uh, they make it too deep. So, so there are several elements of having your spiritual house in order. Uh, first of all, uh, you have to understand that prayer is, is not, it's not a complicated, uh, difficult thing. Um, so prayer is simply a conversation with God. It's not right. deep. You don't have to go Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob and 
<laughs> and, and no and no scripture. Um, uh, prayer is a conversation. Uh, if you've already accepted Christ into your heart, um, uh, you already understand that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit, and and you're already connected. So the veil that used to separate us from the throne has been torn, and we have the opportunity to go uh, before God, as the New Testament tells us, uh, with our petitions. So the door is already open. You've accepted him as your Lord and Savior. Uh, he hears your prayers. So that's number one. Prayer is not complicated. Uh, number two, the word is, is, is the living, breathing, inspired, infallible uh, word of God. So it is real. You have to understand that when you open the Bible and it, it gives you lessons for life, as an example in Matthew 5 and 13 after he gives the Sermon on the Mount, uh, he begins to talk about your identity in mm. Matthew 5 and 13, and he talks about being salt and light. So believers need to understand that we have a assignment. Uh, mm. So the assignment as salt and light is we're supposed to be influencers to the culture. The culture starts with our very own family. Wow. So we have to accept our assignment that we are to be leaders for our family. We are to influence them with a biblical worldview. So, so let, mm-hmm. me, let me summarize where I am so far. One, you have to understand that you have uh, the ability to speak to God in prayer. It's mm-hmm. not deep. It's not complicated, number one. Number, number two, you have an identity. You have an assignment that is in the word. You are to influence your family. How do you influence your family? You do it as a model. What Mm -hmm. you do as a man and as a leader, people follow, your family follows, your Mm -hmm. child, your children, your son, your daughter, your wife. They emulate male godly leadership. It's just how we're made. Mm -hmm. And if if a man is godly and he's leading, his wife and his children automatically follow. Wow. It's just how we're made. It's just how we're made. So number three, how do you lead? How do you lead? Number three, the word says do not forsake the fellowship of the righteous. That that, that calls us into community, the koinonia of God. We, 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 We need to be men sharpening men. Men must have community. We cannot do it alone. We have to find community. Why? Because we need accountability. Uh, uh, men are made a certain way. And if, and if we don't have accountability, we're subject, one, to go astray and not know we've gone astray. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> right. <laughs> so so we, have to, we have to be iron sharpening iron uh, to keep uh, one another accountable. Uh, and then, and then, and then number, and then number four, um, which is which is really really big picture, um, but we're made a certain way, right? So, so men are, are are made, and it sounds chauvinistic, but it's just true because it's just how 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 evolution has occurred, and and I don't mean evolution in the secular way, uh, but evolution in terms of how men are made, how women are made, in terms of the uh, models within the family. So men are mm-hmm. men are are predisposed to provide for their families. They're predisposed mm-hmm. to protect their families. 
they're predisposed, uh, at least they should be, to look past the current uh, generation and 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 leave a and want to leave a legacy. Uh, mm-hmm. Bible Bible says a good man leaves an inheritance for his children's children. That mm-hmm. means his grandchildren. So so the fourth and final point is sort of the practical application of leadership. Uh, it goes beyond the spiritual and it goes into the practical. The mm-hmm. practical is that we are to be providers, we're to be coverers, protectors, uh, right? Spiritual covering, physical yeah. protectors. Uh, and, and we do it with an eye toward the future. Mm. Wow. We do That's it with really an good. eye toward legacy. If we're providing yeah. and we're covering and we're protecting, then we're doing that and we are building a legacy for our children's children. So, so wow. those four points, I hope you have them. They were off the top of my head. Uh, but yes. that's what the Lord gave me, gave me in response to your question. Right. That's so good. And so, you know, one of the things that I've been talking about the last several weeks is on leadership. And I do know that there are many women who are frustrated with their husband's lack of leadership. And I think largely because their definition of leadership and his understanding of leadership is different, one. But, you know, I think also the world that we live in is so different than than I believe God has even intended it, where women are taking men out of their God-given roles and um, out because they're now they're called it's called thirsty, right? <laughs> because they're just men aren't they don't pursue the same way. Like when I was dating and men were pursuing, it's very different now. And so, can you just talk a little bit about leadership in marriage, in relationships, and why it seems to be why women potentially maybe why women are so frustrated? Yeah. Well, um, I, the, the short answer is yes, I can. Um, and, and unfortunately, people don't necessarily like, like my response. I've dealt with this <laughs> issue before. Yeah. But first, let me say to you that there's, although God might not have intended it, God foresaw uh, where we are as a culture, uh, and, he, and he saw it as recently as the first man and woman in, in, in Adam and Eve. Yeah. And, 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 the, and that whole exchange uh, between them and the, and the first sin in the garden. Uh, and mm-hmm. so uh, 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 let, let me say as a preamble that once upon a time, uh, a man was defined as a success uh, when he got married uh, and mm-hmm. had children. Now a man is defined as successful if he's got a house and he's got a car, he's got a job, then he goes mm. and gets a wife. So mm. Isaiah, Isaiah uh, is it 13, 5, I believe, uh, talks about uh, woe to those who find sweet to be bitter and bittersweet. I think it's 520, Isaiah 520. Okay. And, and, and that's where we are in the culture. So, so this has been prophesied uh, for, mm. for millennium. Uh, that that wow. the culture would be upside down. Now let let me talk about. So that's the spiritual conversation. It was for 
saw by God. Uh, this is not a surprise to him. Uh, and mm-hmm. and you know, let me talk practically about it. Um, thirsty. You talk about thirsty. You talk about the role of men. So, <laughs> so in, in part, it goes back to 1929, 1932, when we, when we as a culture decided, um, and the Monaghan, uh, the, the Patrick, uh, Daniel, Patrick Monaghan report oh, right. talked about this mm-hmm. in 1964 uh, when he talked about the nuclear black family being at risk. Now, this does not apply to just people of color or, or black people, but now uh, all ethnicities are experiencing this. But for mm-hmm. black people, it began back in 1929, 1932, during the, the implementation of the New Deal, when uh, Uncle Sam became the father for the black family uh, mm-hmm. Our mothers could not accept uh, uh, assistance from the government if the father was in the home. Wow. Prior, prior to that, our black communities were among the strongest uh, in our communities. We had our own businesses. We uh, came out of Reconstruction wow. uh, some 75 years before that. And while we, we had horrible social conditions with racism and, and Jim Crow and black codes before that, Mm-hmm. Um, we had horrible, horrible conditions, but the black family unit was very strong. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't want anyone to suggest that I'm saying that black folks were better off during black codes or Jim Crow. That's not right. what I'm saying. I'm right. speaking to the, the closeness of the, 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 the nuclear black family. And so mm-hmm. Uncle Sam comes along, takes men out of the home. Men then began, uh, began to understand that he could make babies with no responsibility. Mm-mm-mm. Men wow. were culturalized to understand and to, uh, it became normalized that men could make babies and not have financial uh, or leadership responsibility. Whoa. Women then wow. began to just have babies because it became an economic response. If I have another mm-hmm. kid, I get a bigger check. Wow. So from my perspective, and there could be some scholars who would disagree, uh, because if you can go all, back, all the way back to slavery in terms of the breakdown of the family with right, how we were broken course. up, how we were broken up during slavery. But I'm talking in the contemporary context. Um, uh, this is what, uh, in my opinion, this is what began the breakdown of the black family. Mm-hmm. So now mm-hmm. you've got men making babies, uh, you've got mothers getting checks, and mm-hmm. by the way, uh, nobody's really disappointed about it. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, but the kids. The right. kids are now growing up without a father in the home. Wow. Mom, mom is getting paid, dad is making babies, uh, and, and, and in that first generation of this, uh, nobody's upset. But as those kids grow up, we now are experiencing the poison of that in the society because now you have kids who have grown up without a father in the home, which yeah. is the greatest pathology, it's the greatest reason for the pathology in our communities, mm-hmm. black and otherwise, is the mm-hmm. absence of fathers. So yeah. now let me get to your question. That was all the setup. Now let me right. get to answering your question. The reason we are, so that was a part of the reason, but, but, but here, here's what I want to add to it. 
women uh, are, are, are contribute to uh, the problem that we have with male leadership. Mm-hmm. Women contribute to um, why men aren't what they're called to be. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, so there's a couple things. One, there's a ratio problem. There mm-hmm. are more women to men in our in our in our community, right? Generally speaking, um, these women, in large measure, have grown up without a father, right? So, what happens? They've grown up without a father. They want the attention of a man. Mm-hmm. There's a song that says, looking for love in all the wrong places. Looking <laughs> right. for love in too many faces. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's what's happening. So they have devalued their queenness. They have mm-hmm. devalued their queenness because they're now willing to accept anything in exchange for male attention. Wow. Wow. Now they get the male attention and they don't require commitment. Yeah. Yeah. They don't now now don't forget. Now the other side of this was once upon a time to be a man meant to get married and have children. Now it's get a job, get a house, get a car, and then find a wife. That's the wow. other side of the coin. You know, the other right. side of the coin that I'm dealing with now is there's a there's a, a, a woman, a female, a girl who is looking for male attention because she didn't have it. And yeah. and that looking for male attention because she doesn't know what it looks like, she accepts physical abuse. She accepts verbal mm-hmm. abuse. She mm-hmm. even accepts molestation from uncle or, or, or somebody mm-hmm. in the neighborhood because mm-hmm. it's a pathology now. It's an illness. Wow. Right. She accepts the attention, and it becomes what she thinks it's supposed to be. Mm-hmm. The innate wow. desire to have the male attention and the male leadership, it's innate. Yeah. yeah. And, and unfortunately, um, uh, so many of our, our amazing sisters um, accept uh, a standard that wasn't intended. Yeah. And so yeah. because of fathers out of the home, we've got women who are hurting. We've got men who've got no understanding of responsibility, who yeah. are laying with women, who are hurting women physically and, and verbally, because guess what? The other side of the coin. They don't have the male role model. Yeah. So, so we've got these two people who don't have the model of what a man is. One is abusing, one is accepting abuse. And now the cycle continues for generations. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's so real and so scary. And it's and, so... And the, and the government policies haven't changed. The government wow. policies do not promote marriage. Right. Wow. You know, it's so interesting because that whole ugly cycle of what you explained. It shows up in many of the men and women that I've coached and helping them to prepare for marriage and fight to stay married and all of the different things. And it just is so deep. You took us there. You gave us a lesson for sure on like even where it started, you know, and how come and how it's just 
been, like you said, passed Country. down generationally. Yeah. yeah. Yep. And so Let me what add. do we do? Yeah. Yeah. Let me thank you for that question because that's what I was going to say next. Thank you for that question. Here, here, here is what we must do. And, and it is, a, it is a, a mandate for women and it is a mandate for men. And unfortunately, in this regard, it starts with women. Mm-hmm. But don't let me forget, I want to talk about spiritual, or the spiritual response. Uh, but mm-hmm. but for, for women, women need to do and seek out whoever they need to seek out to understand their value and find their identity. Yes. Their identity is not in a man. It's not in having a man. Right. Their identity is in Christ. Mm-hmm. And, and while that may, may, it may sound abstract, it's really real. Right. And so when they understand that their identity is not in a man or having a man, then they'll begin to value themselves and they will start to keep their legs closed. Mm-hmm. And when they keep their legs closed, wait for it, wait for it, when they <laughs> keep their legs closed, men will pursue them. And, and, and if a man is pursuing you, you are then more likely to be caught. If you, if you are not being pursued, rather you are being open at the first request, you are likely mm-hmm. simply to be slept on, perhaps mm-hmm. impregnated, and left. Wow. Not quite. Wow. Wow. It's, it's wow. really that simple. If women would learn the value of being pursued, yes. there yes. would be fewer single women. Men are hunters and gatherers. We mm-hmm. need something to chase. Mm-hmm. And if we're not chasing you and you are uh, uh, sitting prey, we will devour you, and we will move on. Wow. Wow. And, you know, I think now, that's not only African, the African-American men, but, but other men, too. It's just men in men. general, right? Yeah. That's all men. Yeah. I'm not talking about black folk. I'm talking about all, yeah. all men and all women. Yep. Yeah. That's so good. This is, this is not ethnic-specific. Right. Not ethnic-specific. And now here's the other side. Women have a role to play. It's an important role to play because they are what men are after. Right. So, so they really do have a very, very legitimate and critical role to play in the dynamic that we're discussing. Uh, but mm-hmm. men on the other side, when women start you know, making them uh, pursue them, uh, men, men will then begin to say, Whoa, I'm not, I'm not used to this. And they'll start seeking out <laughs> other men. You know, I can't get a date. You know, I, mm. you know, I, I, I was at the club and, and everybody said hi, but I didn't go home with anybody. Right. And, and, the, and the, the culture will begin to change. And men will start yep. saying, what do, what do I, instead of women being thirsty, men will start asking the question, what do I have to do to get a girlfriend? Mm. Right, right now okay. there's seven, seven or eight to one. And yeah. when they start asking that question, the response from godly leadership will be, 
you have to learn how to value women. You have to learn how to pursue women. You Mm -hmm. have to learn how to love women. Mm -hmm. They don't have to do any of that right now. Yes. Wow. That is so so good. mm. Go ahead. Here's the paradigm. Here's the paradigm. So this is in the context of marriage, but I think it applies generally in dating, particularly mm-hmm. with someone who you, who you want to marry. And this is to men. Mm-hmm. This is to mm-hmm. men. Um, and, and it's hard um, because in our culture, just like you know, most churches are 65 to 70% women. Mm. More, there are more women in church than there are men. Mm-hmm. All right? So, so if you extrapolate, extrapolate that out to the culture, you, I think you can deduce that, that men, uh, on average, are less spiritual than women. Right. Now, now that, that's a hard statistic, but if you just look at our churches, it bears itself out. Mm-hmm. At the yeah. very least, you can extrapolate that they're more interested in going to church than men. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> at, the very, exactly. at the very least, you can you can you can deduce that. Right. Uh, and so and so, uh, here here's here's the challenge. Uh, everything about marriage and relationship, and everything about God's order, starts with the man. Mm. So let me give an example. And I give this example all the time, and it is true. Because in marriages and in relationships, everybody's always waiting for the other person to do something. Mm. They're always complaining about what he's not doing or <laughs> complaining about what she's yep. not doing. And everybody's yep. waiting for somebody else to step up and do the right thing. Here's yep. what men don't like to hear, but it's the truth. It starts with the man. I don't care if she's making more money and she's making you feel small. I don't care if she cusses you out every day before she goes to church on Sunday and then she acts like she's (laughs) holier than thou on Sunday. I don't care what her faults are. You married her. And whatever her faults are, the word still says that you have headship over her. Mm -hmm. Headship is different than leadership. Headship over her which means Mm -hmm. it it all falls to you. Mm. So, so in order to lead and have a family following you, you have to start with your relationship with the Lord. As we talked about earlier, you have to have Mm -hmm. your relationship in order, but, 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 but here's the key. You have to lead in prayer over your wife or your wife to be. And when you begin to pray with her and for her, those are two different things. When you mm-hmm. begin to pray with, with her and for her, wives are like closed flowers. Mm-hmm. When you begin to pray with her and for her, it's like sun shining on a flower. Mm-hmm. She begins to blossom. When you pray with her and for her, and when you do it consistently, the flower is opening and closing, opening and closing. And if you do it right, you will forget who started it. 
So it doesn't, it's, it's no longer about who started it and who's moving first. If you do it right and consistently, it becomes a representation of the rings around your fingers. Wow. Now the blossoming means, the blossoming metaphorically means that the husband now gets all the things that he's been asking her to do and praying for, but that she just wouldn't do. We don't Mm -hmm. understand the connection of headship and spiritual leadership over our wives. We don't understand the connection. We don't understand the connection. When we we are in order and doing spiritual leadership properly, the whole family falls in line. Yeah. Yeah. And we are we're struggling for sex, we're struggling for a cleaner house, we're struggling yeah. for this, we're struggling for that, but we're not praying mm-hmm. with her or for her. Yep. Wow. Now, a message to wives, a message to wives. Mm-hmm. I had, a, I had a, a, a couple who were in strife, and the wife, when the husband was praying, she was bad mouthing him in bad mouthing his prayer. Wow! And 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 basically, you know, she came close to cussing him out after he prayed. Mm. And so, wives, you need to understand: don't curse your covering. Oh, oof! I got chills on if that you, one. If you if you curse your covering, you're cursing yourself and your family. Because your husband is the covering for you and your family. Wow. There are wives who are so wounded and so hurt that they can't even receive their husband's prayers. Yeah. So they need to understand and hearing me now that if you curse your husband as he tries to lead, you're cursing yourself and your family. Wow. Yeah, that is so strong. That is so strong. Mm. Did you hear that, ladies? That is so good, so good. And I, um, it just really is confirmation. Um, I had a podcast a few weeks ago about how to support your, your husband leading and how helping him lead by doing that very thing, by by allowing him to to really discover what that is and and not to minimize it or like you said curse it cursing your covering because it does you are cursing you and your children because he's in position to for the covering which is like oh is a no whole nother podcast but um, that is so good, brother. Thank you so much for for just bringing that wisdom and and knowledge and even the revelation in all of it. it was so so powerful. And so, what um, do you want to leave for our listeners today? You've left so much, but <laughs> to wrap it up, what do you want to leave? I want to leave a couple of things um, uh, because I, I understand that that this is for wives primarily, but maybe they'll share this podcast. They do, yes. As well. And so I want to speak to um, husband and wife. 
And I need for them to understand uh, that their union is not just important for their family, but it is vitally important to the survival of our communities. Mm-hmm. We are living in a time, as prophesied in Isaiah, where strong family is now laughed at. Having a mother and father in the home is laughed at. It's in the case of Obergdell, where same-sex marriage was uh, approved uh, and became the law of the land mm-hmm. uh, as, as, a legal, as a legal matter. And so mm-hmm. I'm talking to husbands and wives. I'm talking to husbands and wives who are in biblical marriages, one man, one woman. Mm-hmm. That union is vitally important to the survival of our communities. Don't forsake it. We live in a culture and a time where getting out of a marriage is is too easy. Right. It's too easy because we, as a culture, revolve around narcissism. Our marriages, in large measure, revolve around narcissism. What's in it for me, what's easy for me. Mm-hmm. And so I want to leave them with the understanding that their marriage is a covenant first between the individual and God. Mm-hmm. It's not about what's easy. It's about what, it, what does a covenant mean. Mm-hmm. So if you don't know what a covenant means, you need to, you need to do a word search. <laughs> you first covenant it, you made a covenant with God. So that's number one. Number two, marriage is sacrifice. Mm-hmm. It, requires, it requires sacrifice. Now, here's the hard part. I acknowledge and I recognize the pain that exists in relationships. I would never minimize uh, the journey that a husband or wife has been on in their marriage. As imperfect people, we hurt each other. Mm-hmm. As imperfect people, hurt people hurt other people. Mm-hmm. We all have baggage and we all have a story. I encourage you to make sure you know your wife or your husband's story. Mm-hmm. Did your husband or wife come into the marriage with a secret? Maybe she or he is acting out in the marriage because there's something that he or she hasn't shared that is painful. Maybe it's an abortion. Maybe it's miscarriage. Mm-hmm. People come, maybe it's molestation. People come mm-hmm. into marriages with baggage, and if they haven't had proper counseling, those secrets have a way of metastasizing and killing a marriage. Yeah. So if you have that, uh, uh, sort of un, uh, sort of that mysterious thing that you just can't seem to understand. Maybe it's a secret that needs mm-hmm. to be uncovered, mm-hmm. and maybe you need to do that in the context of a safe third party pastor or or Christian counselor. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, and so understand that. So 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 marriage is vitally important. It's sacrificial. And third, and third, 
Marriage is a journey. It will never be perfect. Enjoy, enjoy the ride because you're creating something together. You're creating something that God ordained, and all things do work together for good for those who love the Lord and are called according to his purpose. Make prayer a part of the ingredient of your marriage. Make sacrifice a part of the ingredient of your marriage. And here's the final point. Wait for it. Here it comes. (laughs) You have to have forgiveness in a marriage. Yeah. Forgiveness as, as, as the word tells us in Matthew, is, is really not for the person you're forgiving. Yeah. Forgiveness is for you so that you may be forgiven of your sins. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We are all imperfect. And so, and so the extension of that, if you had to put it in a, in a, in a, in a bottle, you would call it grace. Mm. You would call it grace. And, 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 and it's easy to extend grace to someone who's never done anything wrong. Right. It's easy to love someone who has never done anything wrong. Mm -hmm. Grace is unmerited favor. Grace Mm -hmm. is the grace that the the Lord Jesus extends to us in our imperfection. It's that model of grace that you're called to extend in the context of your relationship and -hmm. particularly in the context of your marriage. Your wife Mm. or your husband are perfect, and you've got Mm. to find a way to do what Jesus did to you and extend unmerited favor to one who is imperfect and in need of your love and in need of your forgiveness. It's Mm. not easy, beloved. It's not easy, Mm -hmm. but there's Mm -hmm. reward in sacrifice. Mm, wow wow so good i could go another hour that is awesome brother thank you thank you thank you so much for just sharing your heart your insight your wisdom and um, knowledge it's such a, a blessing to and just really refreshing to hear that that god knew this was going to, we would be here, right? God knew he foresaw all of this. And so it's, 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 you know, a reminder to know that, you know, God's in control. He knows what's going on. He knows what we're dealing with and he's, he's put people in our lives and, and, and even a, a net, a rescue through his word, through prayer, through other people and couples who have gone before us and who've made it through 25 years that we can lean on, that we can glean from, that we can just learn from. So um, we're not doing marriage in isolation, that we are literally joining together and creating a dream team of people that we can, that can support us as we go through, through being a husband and a wife, because we need it. We need each other. So it's so great. Amen, so great. Amen. You you keep up the good work, sis. Thank you, brother, so much for being here. I appreciate you. I love you so much. And um I, I look forward to just getting all the feedback from all of our listeners when this goes live. Yay. 
I'm looking <laughs> I'm looking forward. I hope <laughs> I hope I, I hope it helps somebody and, and you just make sure you tell them, don't give up. Wow, wow, wow. That was amazing. Not only intense, but really so true. And I just love the fact that the Wife Wisdom Podcast is all about real conversations that we need to have, that we should have, that sometimes are uncomfortable to have. And so I'm so grateful for all of the men who have been on this series the last four weeks about all about men, leadership, life, love, and legacy. So thank you for joining me in listening to the wisdom of all of these amazing men. If you haven't heard all of the episodes, please go back and listen to them because they're really rich and they offer so much. But thank you so much for joining me in today's episode. Thank you so much for listening to today's podcast. I really, really appreciate it. If you are not following us on Instagram at Wife Wisdom, I invite you to join our tribe over on social media on Instagram. If you have not rated our podcast on iTunes, please do so to rate and review us. That would be awesome in helping other women find our podcast. But most importantly, I just thank you so much for continuing to be consistent and listening to our podcast each and every week, sharing this with your sister circle and continuing to just share and and send me love and encouragement and support that this is blessing you, that it's encouraging you, that you truly are benefiting and feel like you're being served through this podcast. So thank you so much for being here. I love you so much with all my heart and I look forward to connecting with you next week. Bye-bye. The Wife Wisdom Podcast with Christy Little-Jones was created to help you cultivate the heart of a wife by giving you practical tools, tips, and techniques to live happily ever after. Well, at least most of the time. (laughs) So until next week, keep learning, keep listening, and keep love first. Bye-bye.